Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles on July, Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh wait, that doesn't bother me at all, it's just another day to me. Anyhow, so, I have a question for you guys. Because I've been back and forth many times over the last few decades with many students, many teachers, and probably everybody in between about this as it pertains to the martial arts. And the question I thought is rather simple. And the question is, why do you think people are so resistant to change in the martial arts world? Now, me personally, the only thing that I think should be static or unwavering in the world of martial arts are the tenets, the pillars, if you will, that make them classic. Respect, honor, discipline, courage, love, all of these things, I don't think that those are contested in terms of their necessity to the arts world. Actually, you know what, I take that back because MMA guys don't often consider themselves martial artists. I've heard people say I'm a cage fighter or I do MMA. So while certainly these tenets can be taught in an MMA school, it is not a pillar on which they stand. But other than that, you know what I mean? People get offended by the idea of changing anything. For example, I am a Kempo Karate stylist primarily. I know some other arts, I've done some other studying, but I am a Kempo Karate guy. And when I tell people that I have no association with any organization, institution, at all as it pertains to Kempo, people get offended at the reason why. And I say, and I'll stand by it, the art of Kempo has been so watered down, and I mean as of decades ago, that there's nothing in it beyond the tenets under which they should stand that I feel obligated to participate in. Fact of the matter is, years ago, I mean decades ago, my father's teacher broke away from Parker not long after he became a black belt under Ed Parker because he acknowledged the rigidity, not of the principles, but of the techniques. People still teach techniques that they know are unrealistic. When they talk about an ideal phase, forget all that. You practice things as they exist. You practice to defend things as they are. You've never heard a boxer throw a theoretical jab to learn how to throw a real one. You've never seen a wrestler do a fake ankle pick so that one day they can do a real ankle pick. No. You teach things the way they are. And since my family has been doing this for the past, mm, I don't know, five decades or so, I've gotten into real static with people because they think that I'm somehow disrespecting the art. My father taught me two main rules as it pertains to martial arts. The situation will dictate what you do, and tradition is fine and well, but the second that tradition impedes practicality, do away with the tradition. 
And a lot of people have somehow twisted that to mean that I enjoy disrespecting or disparaging other martial artists. I don't, and I don't. But what I do not have is a blind allegiance to a system or a school of thought just because somebody famous founded it, spoke to it, or made it popular. In this case, since we're talking about Kempo, Ed Parker is one of those guys. He's claimed to have trained a lot of people and that he was the reason that they're so good. Most of the martial artists I know that were skilled, that trained with him, were already skilled in something else. And I'm not saying he was a bad teacher and a marketer of the art, because from what I understand, he wasn't. I just have never seen a homegrown um, stylist under Ed Parker that I was truly impressed by. From my opinion, he just latched on to people that were skilled, taught them some things, and then told everyone that they were his students. Anyway, I might be digressing a little. When I tell people that the way I learned a certain technique for a two-hand choke or a bear hug or a headlock is vastly different and superior to the way that they were taught, people get upset with me because they feel like I'm insulting them personally. I'm thinking the math or the logic of it is very simple. A decathlete is more capable physically than a javelin thrower because not only can the decathlon throw the javelin, he can compete in nine other events at high level. That's not disrespecting the javelin thrower. I believe the world needs specialists. I don't want my doctor trying to be the next Jimi Hendrix in his spare time. He better focus on his medicine. He better focus on his craft, you know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of an odd example because I'm a vegan and I don't have to go to the doctor much anymore. Anyway, another story. But people get really offended when you suggest that maybe you know more than the quote-unquote masters who taught what they now interpret as their art and the way that they interpret it. I have said many times, and I will always say, that the martial arts were great under the context, context under which they were created. They were. They were looking at their modern reality and they were reacting and creating techniques and ideas around what was current at the time. But those specifics can be outdated. The Model T was the coolest car of its time and era. Nobody would rather use a Model T than a Ferrari F40 if they have to get somewhere in a hurry. Nothing wrong with the Model T, but there's evolution. And I think when people don't allow for their techniques to evolve, I think that they are willfully being ignorant, being impractical. And I don't think there's anything more dangerous than a willfully ignorant person. So when I look at the techniques in my system, the reason I work out with other stylists and read 
and study and do these things is one, I owe it to myself as a teacher of my craft. And two, I'll be gosh darned if I don't learn a better, more efficient way of doing something than I've been doing it. It doesn't take away my love of Kempo. My Kempo legacy, my Kempo understanding, my Kempo preservation of the past comes from knowing the history and from practicing the kata. That's what I preserve. The fighting techniques themselves evolve as the reality of self-defense evolves also. If you want to see what I mean, look at some old techniques of boxers. When it was bare knuckle, they threw punches with their fists and their palms facing upward because it was faster. You could hit someone and withdraw the, your hand to protect your face faster than if you throw the cross as we know it. When the reality of boxing changed into a more sportive format, then all of a sudden the footwork evolved, the head movement evolved, the angle of punches thrown evolved. All these things evolved because they had to based on the context under which they were created. But I still hear people speaking of their martial arts as if the dogma itself is what matters. It's not. If you can't evolve, then you are doing yourself and your students a disservice because they are coming to you as the vanguard, as the protector of them and their principles. So please, don't allow change or the idea of change to handicap you. Don't allow the idea of, well, that's not how I do it, to keep you from doing it. Okay? That is my rant for the day, folks. Check me out at martialartsoakland.com. Check me out on the YouTube, the YouTubes, as I like to say, under Anthony Thomas Martial Arts. And by far the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other.